Welcome everybody to this week's edition of No Driving Gloves. A little bit different this week, but a little bit the same. Uh, seems uh, Derek had a wedding, not his this weekend, to attend and a museum exhibit to assemble. So he's not going to be able to join us this week. And Will is racing to finish the build he's doing for good guys in Nashville, that autocross car. And if I was a smart person, I'd be able to endorse his sponsor that's helping him build the car. But I'm not. And he didn't tell me when he canceled on us. So what we're doing this week is we're going to try something new. I have a guest in the studio here. Uh, You might be a little bit familiar with her. Her name's Zara. And she's been doing a lot of our social media posts, especially to Facebook, uh, keeping it a little bit active, getting a little bit more engagement out there. She's trying to help out with the podcast. Do you have anything to greet greet our listeners with, Zara? She's a little uncomfortable with the uh, voice and podcasts. I think is kind of her first foray into podcasting. So let's forgive her a little bit. Hi. She shook her head. That, that, that translates well, <laughs> well over the radio. I said hi. So Z- Zara has a unique sense of humor, very similar to mine. Uh, she's also the girlfriend that I do refer to in the podcast quite often, uh, the one that I get in trouble with a little bit. That is a complete lie, by the way. You weren't the one writing back with you uh, coming from Nashville while she was catching up on some of the back podcasts. Her and I went up to Nashville this weekend. It's one of the reasons I decided to invite her on the show and get some thoughts and opinions. She is a car person. She's done some drag racing in her past and uh, has owned some pretty exciting cars and has had an adventuresome car ownership experience, especially as of late. But but we, we went up to an event for her in the Nashville area last weekend and... Uh, being kind to me, she said, hey, let's go ahead and swing by the Lane Motor Museum. And as you've seen on the Instagram and a little bit of the Facebook, I've been posting some of the pictures of that adventure. And I didn't know if, uh, or I was hoping Zara might be able to, as a woman in the car hobby, we'd love to hear from them a little bit more often. They are out there. Help explain or maybe mention some of the interesting stuff she saw while up at the Lane or what she expected, I think a lot of her museum experience or thinking, uh, she she mentioned it's not exactly the um, palace that I work in, but I think by the time we left, you know, Barber's says, you know, this architectural wonder with, you know, a thousand motorcycles and a hundred cars and perfect landscaping and that, and that's not the norm in the automobile world. But I think by the time she left, she was well-educated on a lot of vehicles and found some interesting things. Is that not true? Um, Yeah, I think what I told John while I was there is that I actually thought the lane was kind of a more natural automotive museum in that it felt more like a car world. It was much better automotive atmosphere. And um, I guess I, I would have to rely on John for more specific auto names, but uh, as far as the display that I enjoyed the most was the Subaru display, Um, and as far as John mentioning my uh, adventures as of late, that would be because I do own a Subaru right now, and I say I own it, it is um, not functional at the moment because I did have an accident as 
of recent in it, and uh, that would be my second accident recently, but I do own a 2015 BRZ. Uh, so that would be why I enjoyed the Subaru display as it is uh, celebrating the 50 years of Subaru. I, I wasn't going to get into your uh, your, your uh, body work you've done to your car as of late. She Unfortunately, she had the car about a week, and uh, there was some confusion on a left turn between her and another vehicle. And Honestly, the car's not too bad, and I think it'll be repairable. It looks much worse than it is, and the car took, a, I think, a hit in the direction you'd want. And I don't think I would. I'm actually hoping they do repair it. It's not one that I'm cheering for the total. But she came out fine, which kind of speaks a lot to the Subaru commercials on the air. And her previous accident was actually a head-on collision in a Kia Optimate, probably 35 or 40 miles an hour with a Honda Pilot. And other than a couple of airbag burns, she walked away with that. And as a Hyundai owner and driver myself, you know, it's kind of the car I drive. It's my work car. I kind of use it as a truck. I was really impressed, and I'll say a lot about the Kia safety and I think she she would vouch for it and wouldn't have a problem buying another Kia in her life. Yes, absolutely. I fully endorse Kia and especially the Optima. I was highly impressed with how well it held up. Uh, I never expected it to hold up as well as it did. It was a 2017 Kia Optima, actually, and I would recommend, I'm sorry, 2016, I would recommend anyone to go out and uh, purchase one of those if that's something you're in the market for. But anyway, that's enough for my... Um, human crash test dummy uh, testimony. But uh, as far as the the Lane Museum, I did enjoy it immensely. And if you haven't stopped by or if you're in the area, I would I would say that, yes, definitely go by. I would not recommend it necessarily this time of year. It is not exactly um, air conditioned very well. But other than that, uh, it, it is a really neat place. And uh, as someone who enjoys art, they actually have a really neat uh, art and vintage ad area as well. Yeah, there was a mini ad, I believe, for all of our mini fans out there that uh, you really enjoyed kind of the wording. I'm trying to scroll through my pictures here real quickly to get to it. Let's comment. I know we talk about being a family-friendly podcast, but this was a family-friendly ad in the 60s when the mini was current. And it was sex has never been a problem for us. And it goes on to discuss the Mini. <laughs> but the Lane does have this really nice uh, climate-controlled area, and they have a lot of wonderful vintage photo photographs and posters and ads and uh, kind of brought back some memories because, you know, she, she brought me in and she point, pointed to a couple of things, and I said, oh, no, I own those. Uh, has a few other things in the Lane, and I always find it kind of cool that there's, uh, you know, things in a museum that, I own myself personally, and some of the stuff I own, I mentioned on the Instagram page, they have a uh, kind of a model of a motor that's interactive, and you push a button, and theirs is all operational, and I have the exact same thing. It just hasn't been restored yet. Theirs is perfectly restored, and I put their diesel model up, and they've also got a rotary that, that's been up on the Instagram page and a um, two-stroke engine to help explain some of that stuff. And it's really nice because a lot of people don't understand how that works. And they had a couple of Lotus on display, which, of course, we know I'm partial to. And to add to that uh, Viper conversation last week, they did have a Viper on display. And did they have any? No, well, we're not going to go. We're not going to go there. But they did have a, a 94 Viper on display with that had been used. It was like a 9,000-mile Viper. Uh, anything that really jumped out at you other than the Subaru display? 
Uh, I do want to point out the mini ad. I don't know if John specified on this, but what the mini ad is actually specifying is, and I have to specify, I don't mean to keep saying specify, but um, I have to point this out. The mini ad is actually pointing out that, and I like this because I'm an uber feminist, it's actually pointing out that it's it's a female-oriented brand. That's why it's saying sex has never been a problem for us. Uh, and I think at that time, they were trying to emphasize the role of women, and that's why I liked it and had to had to, to show it off. Now back to my other question. You know, <laughs> I, I, I did forget the text, and I didn't want to sit here and read the ad while we were broadcasting, so I feel slightly embarrassed on that. But, um, Mission accomplished. Yes. <laughs> Why not? I mean, Will and, Will and uh, Derek got their shots last week. She may as well jump into this just the way we normally do. And that's one of my favorite things is when Will and Derek take shots at John. Um, I, One thing that I liked about the museum itself was as a mother, I loved that they had the kids area. So just side note there. Um, And again, I, I will reiterate that I loved the, the fact that it was a more natural and not so sterile environment. Um, I loved the replica and hand-built vehicle, whatever the name of it is. And if you want to clarify that... The Damaxian? Yes. Um, I liked the one that Jeff himself drove and demonstrated for everyone. I cannot remember what that is, but that was one of the... The lane has a group of gyro cars, which are two-wheeled automobiles, and towards the end of our afternoon... It's one nice thing about the lane is everything at the lane runs and drives and operates in a real-world fashion. He can walk out and demonstrate whatever... And what he did with this one gyro car is, you know, fired it up and explained that it takes two or three minutes for the hydraulics to pressurize. And at that point, it's got these little landing gear wheels that retract up into the car. And it's a two-wheeled automobile that looks like a rocket ship. And he was able to drive it forward through the museum. He did admit it does not like to go backwards very well, so they normally push it in reverse. But it's got this big thing under the hood that or the front end that looks like some sort of nuclear device. It's gorgeous stainless steel ball, and that's where the gyro is. And he says said that would take, what, 10 hours or something to stop spinning and slow down, but that's what keeps the car upright and stable. Uh, and it was just kind of a cool thing, you know, even for me that I've been exposed to a lot of cars and such, to see up close and personal and to see the... Uh, I want to say the founder, well, Jeff Jeff is the founder of the museum, and I would assume head curator and director and whatever titles he chooses to wear out there on a I mean, Saturday at four in the afternoon and taking time with people and chatting with them. And it's just a very personal place, personable place. There's nothing over the top about it. And, you know, we're all used to, you know, museums being one, one side or the other, you know, palaces that are gorgeous that have these works of art but as we know from this podcast and my crx fetish and my front wheel drive chrysler fetish and uh zara was asking me why the heck i talk about tempos so often you know just little things like that these micro cars and you know my asymmetrical she gives me um harasses me a lot about my asymmetrical hyundai all the time why do i like these things and that's what the lane really does well is the stuff Jeff 
Uh, Jeff Lane, and him and I aren't personal friends. I mean, we met that afternoon. I'd like to get to know the guy better over time, but he does this eclectic stuff and saves a lot of the stuff from, you know, being forgotten. Um, and I'll even throw out there for the listeners, uh, he his museum had an appearance on Jay, the current episode of Jay Leno's Garage this week. Him and uh, Jay and, you know, Jeff made an appearance and then he turned it over to Jay and the founder of Jalopnik. And then they went and, you know, in the Jay Leno's garage way and Jay's way of making fun of the cars and then complimenting the cars and, you know, keeping it entertaining. But, you know, there's a respect there when, you know, it wasn't Jay Leno's first visit to uh, the lane, but it was, uh, you know, very complimentary. And they were discussing, you know, really why some of these cars were built. Uh, one of the special exhibits he also has going on in addition to the Subarus, which you don't expect at a, you know, car museum, uh, is a bicycle exhibit. Really good representation of a lot of bicycles through the ages. Uh, you know, he had the Lotus Olympic um, bicycle there on display. I think it was a 110. He has a label as a 108, but nobody's going to really know the difference unless you really, you know, Unless you're really a Lotus guy, we've got a 108 at our museum. Uh, he had a couple motorized bicycles, um, tandem bicycles, had a really cool display of bicycle frames. It's just one of those things I took a little bit of interest in because we're looking at doing some sort of bicycle display at our our museum, more explaining or demonstrating that motorcycles were derived from bicycles and, you know, putting motors on bicycles is how that industry began. I'm going to try to push Zara here for a couple other questions. You know, it's going to be a little bit shorter of an episode this week, but as long as her and I have been dating and she's mentioned a few times, but I can never get any details, but she claims to be a car person and she's had her fair share of enjoyable cars and sporty cars. And, you know, this time around, you know, to be honest, she probably... You know, she's been driving my SHO for the last six weeks or so. She'd much prefer to have been driving her uh, Optima, I'm sure of that. But, you know, accidents are called accidents because they're accidents, so you don't mean it to happen. Uh, and the first time around, I'll be honest, the gas mileage, average gas mileage in my car went down. Uh, this time, she's a little bit, you know, more careful, <laughs> a little bit less aggressive, and it's actually went up, which makes me kind of giggle. I really don't care. I know she's a safe driver and like I said, accidents happen, but she supposedly has done some racing in her past and I'm hoping she'll at least talk a little bit about that. Even her friends have told me that she was kind of a little bit of terror um, and we won't discuss if it was a legal straight re street racing or she actually went and did the quarter mile somewhere and paid 50 bucks or 100 bucks to run that, but just kind of wondering what what kind of stuff did you did you run? And I'm assuming she held her own. Uh, the facial expressions are <laughs> wonderful here. That we really need to figure out a video aspect of our time with Zara. I had my fun in my day. Um, back in my college days, I ran some legal and maybe not so legal times in a, we'll say, souped up, uh, of all things, Dodge Neon RT. It was in parts of North Alabama, and I will 
Start with that to protect the maybe not so innocent. Well, Zara is a little bit younger than me, so the statutes of limitations might not have run out yet. So Zara <laughs> is a lot younger than you. I think. Okay, never mind. <laughs> See, that's the kind of stuff I deal with. She won't 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 get into it too much. But r- r- racing front wheel drive, uh, I, I've run a couple of front wheel drive cars and a drag race or two. Of course, she doesn't understand my passion for the CRXs. And, you know, this was my ZC swap CRXs. And she's shaking her head. No, why the heck do I like that little jelly bean thing? But it makes absolutely no sense to me. As most of the listeners know, I make absolutely no sense to anyone. Probably <coughs> all, 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 all you listeners out there. Uh, which, by the way, I wanted to mention, we did break, and it's kind of an achievement. It's the goal we had when we set out on the podcast. Uh, we broke 5,000 downloads. We've only put out 46 episodes. This will be our 47th. And really, the first three episodes were just little intro episodes, so they really weren't episodes. And um, we did a rerun episode, or we tried to remaster the TNA episode, and that didn't go so well, so... I do apologize for that. That was a great episode. It's our most downloaded episode, but for some reason the audio quality just does not want to cooperate on that. So, but to to average a hundred plus episode or downloads per episode is a respectable number. Um, nobody ever really talks podcast numbers, but usually the, the statistic right now is you have a hundred and thirty to one hundred and forty downloads. Uh, you're in the top 50% of podcasts. So, And in celebration of that, I'm breaking out my cheerleading uniform and doing an honorary cheer for y'all. And unfortunately, this is a audio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, obviously, she's not going to get too much more. Tell me about your most memorable race. Who did you beat the baddest? You know, you kind of want to rub it in. And the funny thing is, is Zara's been listening to the podcast, and she hears Will talk, and her and Will are the same age, and ran around the same area of the country, literally the same streets, when Will talks about this and that, and Hoax Bluff and in Gadsden, Zara goes, oh, I know where that is, it was right next to, and it's like... Yes, Will and I cruised, the the cruising episode, Will and I used to cruise the same, um, the same street doing our cruising days. Um, but I actually, uh, went to college in Huntsville and that's where I did some of my racing. I will not say if it was there or not, but I guess my most memorable one was I challenged someone for pinks. Thank God I won because the car was my, in my father's name and because I was a very young person at that time and very sweet and i'm still sweet but uh i i did not hold him to that i'm wrapping my head around giving away a car (laughs) (laughs) racing for pinks i don't understand how that works it's not like the 50s where we actually carry our titles in our glove box if we're smart um that i've ever done that before But no, it was kind of funny listening to her, and I actually haven't confronted Will on that and trying to see uh, if they've actually encountered each other. They're going to have to meet each other one of these days in person, and then they're probably going to go, oh, no, and uh, the stories could be interesting. I don't think I ever met him in our cruising days, so. 
she she's not a uh, square body blazer fan or a, i'm not sure if she's a lowered vehicle fan yet she's no. she, she wasn't for lowering her brz well, that's kind of, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up there. I know we're only doing a 20, 22-minute podcast, but she's obviously a little uncomfortable on the mic. We'll get her better. We'll bring her back. We'll, she might become our third wheel when one of the guys miss. Um, trying to get her into some other podcasting here and discussing some of her other hobbies and interests. You know, Will and Derek are taking the week off. Next week, we'll, ha- we'll all three be around, I promise. We're working on the scheduling because that will be celebrating our one-year anniversary. You've been listening to us for a year, or hopefully you have. If not, go back and download some of those back episodes and help us out a little bit. You know, check us out on Apple Podcasts. Uh, of course, the email address for topic suggestions, no driving gloves at Gmail. Instagram and Facebook are where we're most active, and, and let's say the numbers on Facebook have been stupendous since uh, Zara's been adding her humor and social media uh, savvy. I got to be careful. She's an English major, and uh, kind of have trouble with my twos and twos and twos. There's no kind of about it. Thank you, dear. You're welcome. But with that, I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys good night let her do a closing statement and uh we'll talk to you next week don't forget to send uh Derek, i and will some birthday presents thanks for having me